I am not okay. I hit a major wall this week. We had a massive home improvement project finally wrap up after six months. Yes, seriously, six months. And half of our house is still boxed up with two tiny humans running all around day and night. I also started a really exciting collaborative project, which I can't wait to dive into more, but it took up a lot of my time and energy that I wasn't expecting it to, which is a classic and move, by the way, totally recovering people pleaser over here. But then to kind of top everything off, our beloved dog of 12 years died and I'm not okay. There's so much going on right now. And even if there's light at the end of the tunnel, it's still a lot. It feels insanely heavy. And so today, friend, I wanted to take a quick moment to say, I'm not okay. And you know what? I haven't said that out loud yet. Have you? On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about the music teacher burnout, and it's really real, and how important it is for all of us to acknowledge it, and what moving forward really means right now. and I've helped music teachers just like you get more intentional in their classrooms through my trainings, curriculum, and tips shared on this podcast. The truth is, teaching music is hard. You have a bunch of kids to teach and not a lot of free time to figure out how. Feeling overwhelmed and frustrated is totally normal. But here's the good news. It only takes a few simple steps to flip the script. And although it may be simple, it's definitely not easy unless you have the right toolkit. So let's start tuning and transforming your music teacher life right now. The actual steps you need to find the purpose, follow a sequence, and choose joy are right here. This is the Anna Krusik Podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to just take a hot minute and make sure that you've, number one, checked out the brand new Anna Krusik website and that you've snagged your copy of The Planning Playbook, which is my brand new guide for teaching anything and everything in the music classroom. This guide gives you a complete outline for how I teach all the concepts in my classroom, all while promoting student engagement and independent musicianship. This isn't a prescribed method or something that you can only do in a face-to-face classroom, but instead it's a flexible framework that allows you to be the best teacher musician in any scenario you might find yourself teaching music to children in. To snag your free step-by-step guide complete with examples, head to anacrusic.com slash the planning playbook. Again, that's anacrusic.com slash the planning playbook, or just click the link in the show notes. So before we get started, I want to clarify something. First of all, this episode is not going to be an episode all about how everything is awful and it's so hard and all of the things that we already know. We've been living this for a year, but it's also not going to be a self-care podcast full of bubble baths and meditation. I mean, those things are awesome, and I support those choices 100% to help you unwind after a stressful day or start your day off on the right foot or whatever you might need for it to do. What I want to talk about today are three things. Number one, the fact that you are not alone. Number two, the fact that you are doing enough. And number three, a gentle reminder that this is not forever. 
This whole episode is coming out of a Marco Polo I had with two of my very good friends, my best friends really, um, who are not music teachers, but I've known them my entire life and they know me inside and out and they live on the East Coast and I live on the West Coast. So, you know, I always wake up to like 14 Marco Polos, which is super fun. And if you're not familiar with Marco Polo, it's a video chat app. Um, So like instead of texting, you can just talk to your friends that way. It's super duper fun. Not sponsored in any way, shape or form, but you should check it out if you're interested. But anyway, this whole whole podcast episode literally just sparked out of a conversation I had with them like 10 minutes ago where, you know, total, total first world problems because I'm safe. My family think the Lord right now is healthy and we feel very, very blessed to, to say all those things. But just like anybody else, there's some stressors in our life and it just feels a little chaotic. And so I was Marco Poloing, if you will, with them. And they both responded to me saying, you don't need to say that you're okay. All we're telling you is that you can take some time and just let things be. You can just take some time and acknowledge that you aren't okay. And you don't have to reassure us, but just take care of yourself. And that's the biggest thing that I want to share with you today. So it's so important for all of us to take care of ourselves in whatever way, shape, or form that looks like for you. You know, there's a lot of recommendations out there right now about how we should handle our profession right now. And it goes back and forth between like, turn off your work email when you're done for the day, or don't do any work on the weekends, or this, that, and the other thing, and just kind of shutting off. And I understand where that's coming from, because As we've talked about before, teaching music is our job and there's very much a trade-off for the mental load and the stress that comes with just having a job period and the need to be able to turn that off. But when you care so much about what you do and the people that you're doing it for, that's something you can't just turn off. And so it really depends. If you're the type of person where you're going to feel more at peace and more relaxed if you can tackle a project when you get home from school after your kids are in bed, or if you can take a couple hours early in the morning on the weekend to round out a really cool lesson and then enjoy time with your family for the rest of the weekend, that's great. But the key is, is to make sure that you're taking the opportunity to be you. And you outside of who you are as a music teacher, you outside of who you are as a teacher in a pandemic, and just time for you to be who you are with your family and live your life to the best of your ability in these times. And I say all of this because I think there's a lot of frustration out there about all the recommendations when it's really hard for anybody to understand what anybody's going through. Because even though there's this big sweeping feeling of stuff right now, it's really different for everybody because of how their families are impacted or how their individual campuses are impacted or all of the other things. But one thing does remain true that you are not alone. I see this inside of the Anacrusic community and also inside of the sequencing solution. You know, we have a new crop of of folks who are going through that program and there's just a lot of overwhelm and there's not just a lot of overwhelm of information, but there's also just a lot of overwhelm in terms of what am I supposed to be doing right now? 
And I had an amazing conversation with a group of teachers and one of them said, you know what, my learning objective this year is to make music in whatever capacity that looks like for my kids that day in that teaching scenario. It's not going to be my most favorite way to do it. It's not going to be the way that I would choose to do it. But in some way, shape or form, I'm going to make music with kids because they need that. And that's why I'm here. And so I think it's important that we realize that that's good enough. That's better than good enough. That is literally why we are here. And so the first thing that you need to know is that number one, you are not alone. Even though your situation is probably very different than anybody else, you are not alone in everything that's going on. The second thing that I want you to know is that you are enough. And what you are doing for your kids right now is enough. And I I don't love the descriptor that we're surviving right now because that implies that we're just kind of like, like kind of muddling our way through and not really trying our best. And I don't think that's the case for anybody. I think everyone is doing the absolute best that they can with whatever they've been given in their teaching scenario. And so to that end, surviving is not the right term, but neither is thriving, right? It's kind of this in-between, like we're doing what we can with what we've been given. And that is more than enough. Being that space where kids can come and make music in whatever capacity that might look like in a world where they're not able to be kids right now, at least not in the way that they're used to, is a huge light. Being that space where they can have fun, even though it might not be the way that it usually looks like to have fun and be in community with each other, even if they can't hold hands, like it doesn't matter. That's still a space. That's still a bright spot in their day that they can go and have the opportunity to just be. And I want you to remember that that is a really, really important part of what we do. Like, yes, we're teaching music literacy. Yes, we're teaching music fluency. Yes, we're teaching children to be lifelong musicians. But to what end? So that they can make music, so that they can share music, so that they can be better people. And that ability to to have that love of music and to have community building through music does not rely on where you are in your curriculum map. It does not rely on whether or not you are quote unquote behind or quote unquote on track or whether you've done all the assessments or you've done all the programs or all of the things that you normally would do. It comes down to everything that we've been talking about on this podcast about having meaningful music making experiences for your kids. So if you are doing that, the best that you can do, it is enough. You are enough. So remember through all of this, you're not alone, which I know you know. You are enough, which I want you to make sure that you really know. And number three, this is not forever. So how do we move forward knowing that this is not forever? I have three simple ideas for you. The first is find the things that you'll keep. So even though there's a lot of ways that we're being asked to teach right now that we're not gonna keep doing, like hybrid learning is not ideal for the music classroom. Doing all online assignments in Google Classroom is not ideal for active music making. But there probably are a few things that you like about using technology or about having smaller class sizes or smaller group activities that you're doing and giving students more individualized attention or whatever it might be 
that you want to keep in the future in some way, shape, or form. A really good example of this is the episode I did with Jennifer about Nearpod and assessment. And I feel like, especially in that area, when we think about how to assess and how to gather data and how to do it in a meaningful way that students are pretty excited about, I think we've learned a lot about that during this pandemic. And so I'm willing to bet, even if you have to search really, really hard, that there's bits and pieces of stuff that you are thankful for in this pandemic, that you're thankful for, you know, maybe not all of the kids are coming to your Google Classroom, but the ones that are submitting assignments, the ones that are sharing their music making with you are giving you that special one-on-one connection that maybe you didn't have before, or you found a really, really cool way to integrate technology in a meaningful way, or a really efficient way to gather assessment via technology that allows all of your students to be doing some really cool composition stuff, and then you can see it, and then they can share it, and whatever it might be. There has to be something inside of all of this past year that you'll want to keep. So find those things and think about really refining them and think about how you can apply them to your music classroom when the time comes that we're back to quote unquote normal. The second thing I want you to think about as you are moving forward is keeping it simple. So right now, I think we've been in this long enough where we're either like gun-ho about all of the things or just totally in that burnout mode. And I'm willing to bet that if you're listening to this episode, you're more so in the latter. And so I really encourage you to keep it simple. And this goes back to what I mentioned earlier about how perhaps your learning target for the day is just to sing and make music with your kids. Perhaps your learning target for the day is just to make music in whatever capacity that looks like with whatever kids you have in your classroom. And truth be told, that's a 100% acceptable thing right now because we have to keep it simple because of all of the different expectations and the unpredictability about all the things that we're doing. So I want to encourage you that if you're going through and thinking about all of the really fancy things that you should be doing to pull back a little bit. And if it feels too easy, but it also still feels really, really meaningful, that's where you've hit the sweet spot right now. And this has a lot to do with keeping your lessons streamlined, but also keeping your life streamlined, keeping your brain streamlined, and keeping it simple so that your kids are still getting that meaningful music making in whatever way, shape, or form, but you're still taking care of yourself as well. And another way to do that is to focus on one thing. So whether it's for the week, for a lesson, for the month, whatever it may be, give yourself the chance to just focus on one thing. Maybe that's just one learning target. Maybe that's just making sure that you're starting every class with a smile, even though you feel a lot of stress in other places or there's some some stuff going on with your health or family's health or whatever it might be. Just focus on whatever one thing feels really, really important to you for that day, for that lesson, for that week, or whatever it may be. So I hope today's episode was helpful for you. Like I said, I didn't want it to feel like super cheerleadery, but I don't want to be super negative Nancy either. I'm just really starting to recognize that once January rolled around, not that we weren't all feeling super burnout before January, but I feel like it just kind of hit everybody a little bit harder. 
And I think that it's great to find ways to, you know, kind of psych yourself up and do all the self-care things and all that kind of stuff. And the optimism is lovely. But at the same time, there is something to be said for acknowledging how you feel, acknowledging that you're burnout, acknowledging that this is hard, and then figuring out where to go from there. Like we don't want to just sit in it. We want to be proactive and think, okay, so what does this mean? And so I really think if you recognize that you're not alone, that you are enough and that this is not forever and that there are things that you'll keep and that you can keep it really simple right now and you can focus on just one thing, I think that's going to help. I think that that's going to help you not to kind of wallow in this just stress and frustration of everything that's going on and think about why you're really here doing what you're doing each and every day in the midst of a pandemic, no less. Let me know if this was helpful for you guys. Reach out to me on Instagram, send me an email, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thanks for spending this little pocket of your day with me. I know music teachers are super strapped for time, so be sure to check out all the resources on anacoustic.com for today's episode. Don't forget to click subscribe wherever you're listening to today's podcast so you don't miss an episode of TAP. That way, you'll be notified each and every week when a new episode is live. And if you want even more tips and tricks delivered to your inbox, like a little love note from me to you, make sure you sign up for the Anacoustic newsletter and you'll be the first to know all the things. Also, if you are feeling today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love you forever if you take a hot minute and leave a review. See you next time.